0: Tragedy is the killing of eternity. Tragedy, comedy. How can we ever really be sure which is which? After all, didn't Mark Twain say, how comic are our tragedies, how tragic are our comedies? So often, we never know what's expected
1: of us. Laughter or tears. You love this. The expense of clothes, the penthouse apartment, the money, the power. You've
2: been bribed. That's a lie.
1: What is this? It's not graft.
2: I never took graft in my life. This is all a legitimate part of the job.
1: You once said you couldn't be had for a million dollars. But that was before someone made you the offer. It's different when the money's on the table, isn't it? (laughs)
0: mystery drama, *Nickels and Dimes, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Michael Tolan. I'll be back shortly with Act One. The third man opens fire. The police detective stagges and then falls to the pavement. The third man picks up the attaché
2: case. Come on, mister. Get behind the wheel of your car. And then let's get out of here. You, 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 <laughs> you killed a cop. Would you rather I hadn't? Why? I don't like cops. What's in this little police? Look, 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 in case you get any big ideas, it's payoff money for Big Joe. I never heard of him. He runs the whole south side. He does, huh? Yeah. I'm uh, I'm one of his collectors.
3: You don't look like a strong arm to me. Oh, look, come on, that stuff went out ten years ago. Today, you, you can work like a gentleman. And everyone knows they got to pay off. This Smith back
2: there. He didn't have it in this morning, so he, he said he'd leave it for me in the mailbox tonight. I, I was just coming by to pick it up. So how much is in here? Well, I can tell you to the penny. It's nine grand. Nine grand? Yeah. And in case you've got any ideas, you can't get away with it. Because Big Joe will hunt you down wherever you go. You see, he just couldn't allow a thing like this. Why couldn't I get away with it? Who knows me? Who's seen me? <laughs> Why can't I just knock you off like I knocked off the cop and take off with the dough? Who'd know to look for hey, me? Hey, look. Now, would you give me a break? Will you? i got a wife and I've got kids. I... Big Joe, huh? He runs the south side. Oh, yeah, you want to know? He runs the whole town and he's getting bigger every day. Is that a fact? Well, maybe it's worth 9 grand to get introduced to him. What's your name? Ray. Ray what? The name I'm using this year is Vance. Ray
3: Vance. My man, Eddie, tells me you'll knock off the cop just like that. Why? I told him I don't like cops. You could also have knocked off Eddie and kept the dough. You'd have been in
2: the clear. Maybe I'm looking for more than nine grand. Eh? Where do you expect to find it, huh? Eh? I was thinking you might have something for me that pays a lot better. So you want the job, huh? Eh? Doing What?
3: Whatever has to be done. Uh, Well, I tell you how it is. We don't use rough stuff as a rule. Everything's on a highly organized business basis. Is that so? Yeah. We run quite a few absolutely legitimate enterprises. No, if you were an accountant, I might have a spot for you. If you're
2: a lawyer, I could put you to work tomorrow. When do I start? I'm explaining the situation. No, you're trying to lower the price. You're not going to let me walk out of here. For all your lawyers and accountants, it's a guy like me that's the guts of an outfit like this. All this legitimate make-believe without a guy like me for the glue. It all comes apart. Maybe I won't have to knock off two guys in ten years. But when you need me, I'm the only answer.
3: (laughs) The streets are full of guys like
2: you. You're sure of that?
3: (laughs) Five hundred a week.
2: Guys can make five hundred driving a truck. Make it a grand. Uh, You think a lot of yourself, don't you? What do you want? You're nine grand ahead of the game,
3: right? Shape up eight o'clock tomorrow morning.
2: Who is it? Ella. Ella? What do you want?
1: What do I want?
2: All right, all right. What do I want? Okay, okay, I shouldn't have said it.
1: You disappeared for almost a month without a word. Well, Ray, say something.
2: I can't say anything right now.
1: Well, you could have told me you were going undercover.
2: How did you find out?
1: I heard on the radio, Barney Smith was gunned down by some hoodlum. I had to take his wife to the hospital. Oh. When we got there, Inspector Julian was in the room. He closed the door and explained to us it was a setup. You pretended to shoot Barney Smith while he was arresting one of Big Joe's collectors the way of getting into the organization. Ray, you could have told me. No, I couldn't. Why?
2: Because... Look, it's not just another assignment. You know, I've been doing all month, I've been studying, learning, giving myself an intensive course in how to be a hoodlum.
1: Well, I must say you're acting like one.
2: You miss the point. It can't be an act. It has to be real. I have to walk, talk, dress, think like a hoodlum. I have to convince a guy like Big Joe that I'm real. Ray, I'm scared. He's a genius. Okay, he's an evil genius, the toughest customer in the world to sell. The federal got a guy inside his organization once. Big Joe was wise to him in a week. I have to leave everything behind me. I have to lead a new kind of life until we get the evidence on Big Joe. And then it's over.
1: But what if...
2: Yeah. What if?
1: Well, you're not an actor playing a part. Like you say, you, you have to become a hoodlum. Can you be sure you can come back.
2: What are you talking about?
1: You know what I'm talking about.
2: Look, a man can't really go against his basic instincts, the things he believes in. Ella, I have to do this job.
1: Ray, do you still love me?
2: The Ray Vance that's a police detective loves you. But the Ray Vance is now a member of Big Joe's organization. To him, you're just some dame that rang the doorbell. And who I'm going to dust off. Ray! You're part of another world, another life, another way of seeing things, feeling things. And right now, you're poison for who I have to be. On account of you, I could get myself killed. You understand? Please try.
1: (sighs) Uh, All right, Ray. I'll try.
3: Eight o'clock. <laughs> You're right on time.
2: Time is money. Uh,
3: you read the newspapers? Only the comics. It's on the front page. That cop you shot. He's in the hospital. They think he'll live.
2: I must be slipping.
3: Oh, no, no. You hit him in the right place. But the bullet was deflected by his shield. Uh, it was a good job, Ray. But that was yesterday. The guy's name is uh, Barney Smith. I'm told he's an honest cop. (laughs) So what? I can't understand honest cops.
2: What's to understand?
3: Where are you from? The West Coast. Is there a record on you anywhere? No. Uh How did you manage to stay clean, eh? Smart. And lucky? Mostly smart. What have you been doing with yourself?
2: Trying to make a buck? How? With whom? (laughs) How? With a 38. And with who? With nobody. I always worked alone. Why? Because I was smart enough to figure out that the things I was after, I could get by myself. Uh,
3: So why did you decide to get a job
2: with me, eh? Because I've learned something. On my own, I could score, but it would always be nickels and dimes. To make the real dough, you have to be part of an organization. A big organization. Because I got the whole town lined up. Oh, why my organization? You're the one everybody talks about. And you're getting bigger every day. It's like investing in one of them growth stocks.
3: (laughs) Anyhow, here I am. (laughs) Yeah, here you are. (laughs) You'll be back by one o'clock. We have to meet somebody for lunch. Hey, uh, you ever been in Los Eddies before? No uh, We're meeting Jim Terry Do you know who he is? No He runs the north side
2: And you're going to eat lunch with him? Why
3: not? <laughs> we're good friends Okay I want you to meet him Ah, ah yeah. here, here comes Jim now Hey, Jim how you? Oh, Jim, I want you to be the new associate of mine. Shake hands with the Ravens. Mm. Ray? How are you? Oh, come on, sit down, sit down, sit down. I already ordered your drink, and oh, here it comes. Hey, thank you, Tom. Well, gentlemen, to good health and happy days. Yes. Ah, well, Jim, you ask for this little get together. What's on your mind, huh? Uh, You've
2: got a couple of guys, Joe, that have to be told where the border is. Between the north side and the south.
3: Why? What do you mean, Jim?
2: What do I mean? I mean everything. One of your collectors is trying to shake down the stores in Trent Street. Trent Street? That's mine, Joe. It is, according to the agreement. So you just keep your collectors, your, your runners, your pushers, and everybody else to the south of it.
3: Why? You're getting so excited, huh? I'm not excited. <laughs> we got us a good agreement, G. We've had peace for five years. It's been prosperous times for everybody. Now, we're not going to jeopardize everything just for the sake of one street, are we? Uh? Ray, you want to take care of that? Sure. And now, let's order lunch. What did you think of the lunch?
2: What was I supposed to think? Why do you think we had it, huh? He had a beef about you moving in on his territory. Why do you think I brought you along? You said you wanted me to meet him. No, no, no. I wanted him
3: to meet you. Why? He's the best judge of people I know. He took one look at you. His face turned pale. <laughs> you notice how excited he became when he started to argue? <laughs> it was all because of you. Me? Uh, do you know why? It's because he knows that one day <laughs> you're going to kill him. <laughs> how does he know? <laughs> it's true. You are. One day when I've got everything in place. When the time right.
0: Which means that so far, the fruit is still green on the bough. Here we have Detective Ray Vance undercover as a hoodlum and succeeding beyond any reasonable expectation. As a hoodlum, he could kill for his boss. But as a cop, he would have to find a way out of it. Wouldn't he? Well, things are right in a day tonight, too, shortly. Everyone, said Mr. Mark Twain, is a moon and has a dark side which he never shows to anyone. That dark side, that unknown and mysterious part of our innermost being. We may not even be aware of it ourselves. Does any of us know the true nature of the forces that may be raging through our subconscious?
2: You uh, sent for me, Joe?
3: Yeah, sit down, Ray. What's up? Something that may become a problem, Ray. Yeah? I understand some of the boys are going in for freelance stick-ups. Now, this kind of thing can only get the organization into trouble. I want it stopped. You pass the word. <laughs> you enforce it, huh? Okay. Particularly to guys like Eddie. Eddie? Eh, don't let that innocent baby face of his fool you. Now, let's talk about you, Ray.
2: Me? Yes, for
3: openers. What do you do with all your money, huh? Eh? It just goes. Where? Here and there, on this and that. On what? You're not blowing it on rent. Uh, you live in a dump over on 4th Street. Your clothes, uh, you buy a suit in some rage apartment store. You know, no, 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 It doesn't go on dames. You're not nursing a gambling habit.
2: Maybe I'm saving it for my old age. Uh, uh, but suppose you don't live that
3: long, huh? It's all been a waste. <laughs> no. The time has come to take you in hand. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. I've been waiting for a fellow like you to come along for years. You've got everything I need, right? Except one thing. Class. You have to know how to dress, how to live. You, you have to go to the right places. Uh, oh, I found your studio apartment. Where? At the Maximilian Towers. The rent's a grand a month. A grand?
2: It's
3: one week's salary. Come on, come on. 11 o'clock this morning, you show up at Lou Miller's. Who's he? He's my tailor. You'll get measured for some suits. Then I'll send you to a place with the right shirts and ties and shoes. Hey, what do I need it for? You need it, Ray. Everybody needs it if they want to be somebody. Like you said, till now, all you ever did was nickel-and-dine jobs. So everything about you was nickel and dimes. You're moving into a new world, Ray. You have to develop a new attitude. Your
1: secretary said it was okay to pop in for just a minute, Joe. Oh,
3: it sure is. Millie Morris, I'd like to present my associate, Ray Vance. Well, how do you do? Oh, launch you open next week at the Royal Palace in Vegas.
1: I'm on my way out there now. Oh, I don't want to interrupt anything. I'm sure you gentlemen are busy. Mm. I just wanted to pay my respects,
3: Joe. Oh, I appreciate that, Millie. Oh, maybe we'll catch your opening night in Vegas,
1: huh? Oh, that would be great. Goodbye, Joe. And thanks for everything. Uh-huh. Oh, it's so nice meeting you, Mr.
2: Vance. Likewise. Hey,
3: goodbye, Millie.
2: That was Millie Morris, the singer?
3: Yeah, we own 51% of the Royal Palace Hotel. <laughs> and 31% of ours. Oh. oh. That's all part of it, Ray. Class hotels, class acts. You see why we have to be class guys? Uh. Don't be late for your appointment with the tailor.
2: Oh, Joe, Joe, come in. Come on in. You want a drink? It's all over there on the sideboard. Help yourself.
3: <laughs> what a difference a couple of months can make. Oh, look at you. How you dressed. How you live. Now tell me, isn't this way better? <laughs> yeah, it's better. Yeah. What are you doing tonight? What do you got in mind for me? Well, I thought we'd go to the Olympia Club. You know who opens there tonight? An old friend of yours, Millie Morris.
2: Barney? Over here, Ray. Barney? Hey. (laughs) Old Barney Smith. Uh, It's been a long time, Ray. At least three months. The inspector's worried we haven't touched base for too long. Look, we've got to keep connected, Ray. You know that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Hey, look at you. the suit, those shoes. <laughs> oh, I hate to think what they cause. Yeah, I know. But I, uh, I got to dress the part. Yeah, you sure look it. I might not have recognized you. So, what are you doing for Big Joe? What have you found out so far? Nothing we didn't know before. You always know, knew he had the gambling, loan sharking, drugs... What we need is evidence, good enough for the D.A. Yeah, I know. All the money, before it gets to him, it gets washed, gets legitimized somehow, somewhere. That's what we need to know. You understand, Ray? Yeah, I understand. Look, the federal guy who tried to get in there before you said Big Joe has a book. A little red book with all that information in it. Now, a lot of people could go to jail if we could get that book your job, Ray. Okay. You know, Ray, I... I can't put my finger on it, but there, there's something about you. you. You seem different. I do? It's almost like you're a stranger. A guy I don't know. Well, I guess I find it hard to shift gears. I have to go all out at beating Ray, who's with Big Joe. And I suddenly have to be Ray the cop. Look, you, you want me to tell Inspector Julian to take you off it. Why? Look at how solid I'm in there. Yeah. Must be doing a great job, but maybe it's too much for you. I can handle it. It's just, you could get lost in there. Lost? Yeah, that's what the psychologists talk about. When you play a role, there's always a danger you can start to identify with it. Look, who knows me better than you, Barney? I'm first, last, and always a cop. Don't worry about me, Bonnie. I've got to. How's uh, How's Norma? No, same as ever. All tied up with the kids, one thing and another. <laughs> and do uh, she manages my salary. Uh, listen, have you thought about Ella? No. I just had to put her out of my mind. Yeah. But she just can't put you of hers. Look, the truth is, it's hard times for any woman who ties herself up with a cop. They... Couldn't you just see her once in a while? No, I couldn't. Why not? Look, even seeing you sets me back. Because you remind me that I'm a cop. I see things like a cop again. I think like a cop. I react like a cop. I got 45 minutes till I meet Big Joe. 45 minutes to work myself back into being a hoodlum. A $600 suit, $200 pair of shoes, a $90 shirt. But still a hoodlum. Okay. Okay. Just remember your assignment. Get that book. That little red book.
3: All oh, right on time. As usual, Ray. You uh ready to go? Well, the show doesn't start till eleven. Ray. I decided to double your salary, and that's just the beginning. You know why? No, why? Because you're going to earn it. By the end of the year we knock off Jim Terry. He take over the north side. And we go on from there. Where? The sky's the limit. Excuse me. Yeah. Oh. Ah, oh, hold
2: on. It's for you, Ray. Yeah. Uh hello, this is Ray. Who? You know it for a fact, huh? Okay, Chick, I'll handle him. Was that Chick Scobie? Yeah, I use him. What for? Well, you passed the word. You don't want any freelancing. So I use Chick and one or two other guys to find out who's breaking the rules. He tells me Jerry and a few pals are going to break into an appliance warehouse tonight.
3: Uh (laughs) Can you tie that? You actually have your own little espionage network inside my organization. (laughs) The work
2: has to get done.
3: Oh, no, you did enough for one day. Now it's time for a little play.
2: Uh, uh, Mr. Vance, your reserve table is all ready. Please, come this way. Well,
3: thank you, Francois. Uh, Ray, uh, I don't have anything small on me. Slip him ten bucks, huh? Okay.
2: And here we are. (laughs) I know you will enjoy the evening. Oh, and thank you very much. Ten bucks. Uh, What did you say? For me? I didn't say anything. Yes, you did.
3: You said ten bucks. Did I? Well, is something wrong, Cray. What could be wrong? Well, I don't know. There seems to be something different about you tonight. Different? Like what? Well, I can't put my finger on it. Ah, yes, I can. <laughs> you got a little thing for Millie Morris, huh? And you know she goes for you? Huh? Ah, you can't fool Joe here. It's Millie, isn't it? You got everything else. All that's missing is a dame.
1: Come in. Oh, hello, Joe. Oh, and, uh, Mr. Vance, is
3: it? Yeah, we just thought we'd come backstage and let you know how great you were. Oh, thank you. And are you doing anything afterward, Millie? Well, I haven't
1: made any plans.
3: Well, how about hitting a few of the spots with Ray and me? Oh, I'd love it. Uh... Look what time it's getting to be.
1: Oh, the evening's young.
3: Hey, wait a minute. Wait, I just remembered. I have to make some phone calls. At this hour? Yeah, to the West Coast. Uh, Ray, do you think you can see me all? Yeah, sure, sure. Well, and if you two will excuse me, good night.
1: Good night, Joe. Well,
3: oh,
1: you don't talk much, do you?
2: I'm not a talkative guy
1: yeah there's guys like you who say the most I've been thinking about you since that morning in Joe's office. I don't know why I've
2: been thinking about you too. I don't know why either
1: <laughs> who do we think we're kidding? nobody these things happen when you don't look for them you least expect them.
2: What are we going to do about it <laughs>
1: You know what we're going
0: to do about it. That much is obvious. It was Mr. William S. Gilbert who wrote that a policeman's loss is not a happy one. Mr. Gilbert never met Detective Ray Vance. The way it looks from here, Detective Vance may be headed for an unhappy ending. But he's certainly going to have a happy time getting there. And so were we, in Act 3. But if the pretender actually begins to find reality in his make-believe, then it can no longer be considered a pretence. This is obviously the problem of our hero, Ray Vance, seems to be struggling with. He is losing track. Is he pretending to be a cop? Or is he pretending to be a hoodlum?
1: Darling? What is it? I have to go. Why? I'm a working girl. I have to rehearse the new routine early in the morning.
2: I never knew anyone like you.
1: Well, I never knew anyone like you either.
2: What's so different about me? Oh,
1: there's something about you, Ray. It scares people. Does it scare you? No, it fascinates me. You're going places. What makes you say that? I can tell by the way Joe tries to handle you. He's afraid of you. You're going to become very rich. Rich? Ray, you're going to be worth millions. You're going to have everything a man could ever want. Including you? Including me. I'll I'll tell you something. This is the first time for me. I'm not... There haven't been other guys But this is the first time I know I'm in love I don't know how to explain it
2: You don't have to This is the first time for me, too
3: I understand you and Millie are an item, huh? <laughs> yeah Well, I'm glad, Ray She's good for you there's been a change in you. You don't seem so nervous anymore. Ah, oh, you want to hand me my jacket, please, Ray? I need my keys in the pocket. Ah, thanks. I got a little notebook here, which I keep track of all these transactions, but it's okay. We can talk while I write. Uh, anyway, as I was saying, Ray, you... You don't seem to be so nervous anymore. You look like you're settled. Like you've made up your mind.
2: Yeah. I've made up my mind. I'll I'll be with you in a second, honey. Ella.
1: Well, I guess I'm not the honey you were expecting.
2: Listen, Ella, I told you... Well, aren't you going to ask me to come in? I told you that for the length of this assignment, Even I don't... if she shows up, she won't
1: mind. Could I hope to compete with her. I'm kind of a dowdy little schoolteacher, and she's one of the most glamorous and beautiful entertainers in America. Oh. Oh, quite a place. I would say it's light years away from the flat on 4th Street.
2: And I was...
1: Stupid enough to believe that you were happy there with me.
2: Look, Ella, you don't understand. Do
1: the honest thing, Ray. Resign from the department. What do you think you're saying?
2: Look, Ella, let me set you straight.
1: How can you resist her?
2: What are you telling me? You're jealous?
1: Ray, remember what we talked about four or five months ago? The pretense could become real because you would have to suppress your basic instincts and beliefs and develop a whole new set of values? Well, it's happened. No,
3: that isn't true.
1: You love this, Ray. Expensive clothes. The luxurious apartment. The money. The power. The the whole lifestyle. You've been bribed. This is graft. Oh, how you used to rail against other cops who took it.
2: I was never on the take in my life. You can't accuse me of that.
1: Oh, poor Ray. You always saw yourself as straight and incorruptible. And that's because you were never tested. I remember once you said you couldn't be had for a million bucks. But no one had ever offered you a million bucks. It's different when the money is on the table, isn't it? And then, of course, we we have Millie Morris. Leave
2: her out of it. How
1: can I leave her out of it? She's part of the bribe, isn't she? Millions of men want her and you've got her. But could you keep her if you were only a detective first grade?
2: Look, you you don't understand. I'm on a job.
1: You could finish that job tonight. You have to pick up a certain notebook.
2: What do you know about it?
1: It's true. That book has to be available and accessible to Big Joe at all times, which means it has to be in his office. You have access to that office. What are you waiting for? Things are not
2: that simple.
1: Oh. I didn't come here to argue. It's just that you were in love with me at one time, or I thought you were. And I wanted to let you know how I feel, assuming that you you care.
2: I care. I care, Ella. It's just that nothing like this ever happened to me before. All my life, it was... It was nickels and dimes. And I suddenly... But you're right. You're right about everything. Look, I'll, uh... I'll come through. Just have faith in me.
1: The question is, do you have faith in yourself? Uh, I think I'd better go now. Ella. Yes? Uh. Goodbye, Ray. Um.
2: Yeah, Hello. Chick? Who did? Eddie. He asked you to help him do a break-in on a jewelry store tonight? Yeah, what time? Where? Okay. Look, play along with him. But don't show up. I got here as soon as I could, Ray. Right? How are you, Barney? How me? I'm great. How are you? Look, tell Inspector Julian we're making progress. Good. We should have this thing buttoned up soon. Terrific. It's been a tough assignment, Barney. But I've, I've got it all straightened out now. Inspector Julian will be tickled to hear it. He's been worried about you. I've been worried about myself. But uh, you're okay now? Yeah. I'm okay now. Good. Call me when you're ready for the kill. Oh, wait. I almost forgot. I can give you a tip. Strauss's jewelry on Habermeyer and Walnut. There's going to be a break in entry at 11 o'clock tonight. Hmm. I have a little reception committee. It's strange the way these things work out. You know who the punk is? Uh, Eddie Correll. The one I was supposed to call her before you staged a phony safe. Yeah. And this time he's all yours. Just be careful. I'm always careful. What are you doing here?
1: What am I doing here? Well, I let myself in with my key. Oh. Well, are you going to stand there? Aren't you going to kiss me? What is it, Ray? Nothing. No, Ray, there's something the matter.
2: I have uh, just surprised... To see you, that's all.
1: Surprised?
2: Yeah, I thought you'd be rehearsing.
1: <laughs> oh, I should be, but... Suddenly I was seized with this overwhelming, irresistible urge to see you. Have you hold me in your arms?
2: Millie, I, uh, I want to talk to you. You
1: mean you'd rather talk to me than hold me? Millie. Darling. Every now and then you always appear to be troubled. Oh, put your arms around me, Ray. Can't you
2: tell me what you're
1: fighting against?
2: What am I fighting against? I must be crazy. What I almost did. What I was almost going to do. Hey, wait a minute. Let let me turn on that hi-fi. And let's open a bottle of that champagne. Come over here, Millie. just a minute
1: ray i waited for her to leave i i didn't want to just barge in
2: how do you know she was here
1: well her car was parked at the curb i i came here to tell you something
2: okay okay come inside but i know what you're going to tell me oh do you yeah you're going to sing the same song different lyrics maybe you're sure that's what i've come to tell you what else but before you say a word let's cut it short Look, you, you said this thing could change me. You remember that? Yes. Well, you were right. It did. I changed. I'm not the same way I used to be. You can see that. Yes. You, uh... You said I'd never been tested. It's true. I never was. Well, I'm willing to face it. I couldn't... I can't pass the test.
1: I see that.
2: But I, uh... I want you of all people to understand it. To know why. Is that important? Yes. You you and I Ella, we were we were born, we were raised, we grew up in a slum. What do we know about having money that didn't have to pay today's bills or go into the bank to wait for tomorrow's? Well, I don't want any more of that. See, I I want this. What you see.
1: I know that.
2: Well, if you know it, why did you come here to lecture me again? Look, I'm going to resign from the department.
1: I know that, too.
2: Then what are you doing here?
1: I... I I thought I would tell you the news. What news? About a very dear friend of yours and mine. Who? Barney Smith.
2: What about Barney Smith?
1: He's dead. He was killed last night at at 11 o'clock. Barney? He was on a stakeout with... You know, Artie Connors and Fred Hale. They had a tip. A jewelry store was going to be broken into. Well, they cornered the crook, but he fired a shot at them. One shot. They killed Barney instantly. Fred and Artie fired back, and the hoodlum is dead, too. Any consolation?
2: Barney's dead?
1: Yes, Ray. Barney's
2: dead. We went to the academy together. I was... I was best man at his wedding. I'm, I'm godfather to Barney, Jr.
1: I am. I'm so sorry.
2: Why am I standing around here? I got work to do.
3: You are late this morning. Why, you have a rough night? Yeah. Oh, why did I say rough? I should have said busy. Hey. What's different about you this morning? I mean, look at you. Where did you get that suit? Morrison's.
2: Morrison's downtown department store? They were having a sale. I picked up the shirt and the shoes, too.
3: <laughs> Ray, what's the gag? It's no
2: gag, punk. What? Uh, what did you call me? I'd like to knock you right off that $1,000 leather chair. But you'd probably holler police brutality. Police? Keep your hands where I can see him. Don't press any buttons or go for the phone. I'll pick it up. You're you're a cop. You can't be a cop. Detective, first grade, Raymond Vance at your service. I I must be going crazy. Sit still. Hello, Inspector Julian. It's Ray. Send a squad car over to Big Joe's. We can bring him in now. Do you think you can arrest me? I'm doing it. What charges? I can fill a book. Let's just say drug dealing, loan shocking, bribery. Ah, now I know you've lost your mind. You are not required to make any statements. Anything you say may be used against you. You couldn't make a single one of those charges. I haven't finished reading you your rights. You think it hasn't been tried?
3: Nobody. Not the city cops. The state prosecutor. The federal. Could ever get anything on me. Is that
2: a fact? Well, this time we have everything we need In your own handwriting, too Hey, What are you... The drawer You notice the lock's been broken? The book The little red book is gone The book How did you know about the book? You told me Uh, How much? For what? For the book (laughs) It's not for sale Yes, it is I'm turning it over to the department.
3: You're selling it to them? Your salary is the way they pay you for it.
2: Have it your way. I offer you one million
3: dollars cash for that book. And what are they going to give you? Nickels and dimes.
2: I guess I'll take the nickels and dimes. After all, didn't you once say I was a nickel and dime guy? But you don't have to worry about money anymore, Joe. Joe. Here comes your free ride.
0: And it was a long, long ride that led finally to a long, long term in prison. We hear about those people who have an identity crisis and we wonder why. What is identity anyhow? Actually, and literally, it means the quality of being the same. But the same is what? Can everyone be the same today as he or she was yesterday? Judged by this standard, everybody goes through an identity crisis every day. Except, perhaps, most of us don't know it. I know I'll be back shortly. Our story is called Nickels and Dimes. And what are nickels and dimes? Small change, which happens to be what most of us are in this world. Nickel, dimes, quarters, we give life its jingle, we operate the machinery, small change, small potatoes, small beer. Early in the game we find our place, and so many of us who struggle so hard to aspire to the rustle of dollar bills may discover that all we have gained is some counterfeit money. Our cast included Michael Tolan, Jones.